Thanks to our sponsor, Smooth Eye Balls. Go to smoothvibeballs.com forward slash 3mtpod or use 3mtpod at the checkout for 15% off. Person, Sean Bean. Place, a bathroom. Genre, an advert. Interior, a hallway in a house. Roger Moore is walking through and knocks on the door of the bathroom. What's taking so long, Sean? We need to make it to the ad shoot. I know, but they've asked my costume to be speedos, and I can't do that with the current state of my shire, if you catch my drift. Roger goes into his pocket to produce a Smooth My Balls Turf Chopper 3.0. Here, try this. I used one of these on the sets of one of my films. It was such a fine, accurate and close shave that I was able to write 007 in my pubic glen. The door unlocks and opens enough for a hand to pop out and grab it. Oh, cheers, Rog. We hear some buzzing and the door opens again. We get a shot from behind Sean, looking up through his legs at a startled Roger. Oh my, Sean, your horn of Gondor is showing, and it looks marvellous. The screen fades to black. Thanks to our sponsor, Smooth My Balls. Go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash 3mtpod or use 3mtpod at the checkout for 15% off. Hello and welcome to Three Monkeys and a Typewriter, the script writing podcast where three budding uh, script writers, playwrights, I don't know, screenwriters, um, each take a randomised place, person and genre and write a five minute script and do a short little table read. We listen to them, discuss them and take the piss out of them. I am your host for this week, Josh Jones. I am joined by Archie Kitamaski. Hello. And Oliver Harry. Hola. Very nice. So, this week... Cultural. We, or last week, rather, we were given... Well, last episode. Last week? We were given, <laughs> last week. I know, it's been about? a while. It's been a fucking while. <laughs> Last episode. Josh has creatively frozen between every episode. <laughs> I am. I'm oh, just... I, yeah, they, th- they thaw me out. They thaw me out to write a script, take the face oh, and come Jesus. back. Jesus. Um, yeah, no. So last episode, we were given uh, the prompts of a lake, a reality TV star, and a heist. And at the end of last episode, we were discussing, do they need to be real reality TV stars or can we make up reality TV stars? We came to the conclusion we could make them up. Um, yeah. I hope we're all in agreement there because that's... Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I, I haven't made real ones. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot we had that conversation, but I'm glad because that's exactly what I've done. So yeah, all good. So none of us mm. have used real real reality TV stars, no. no. There's, there's a real person in my script, but... Uh, um, they're not a reality TV star, and that's all I'm going to give away, Josh. You little mix. Oh, yeah, he's keeping it, keeping it close to his chest. Yeah. Um, so a heist script. We mentioned again, as I said last week, we mentioned it because there was it was a robbery, wasn't it? There was um, a robbery, and so 
Oh no, it was it was well, it was a documentary, but it was about a bank. Most of them included a robbery because it was a bank yeah, and a apo- bank robber. Apologies for that. A- upon upon re-listens, I think I had a bit of a mind fart and I just forgot what script we'd written. And so the fact that it had a robber in it meant that the pre-script discussion I just led it, and I was talking about I was talking about heist films, <laughs> and then the heist came up for <laughs> this for this week. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we okay. yeah. I think I think a lot of yeah. We we've already mentioned a fair amount of um, of stuff in that regard. But yeah, mm. yeah. So we've yeah we've had the discussion about heist films. Um, since since the last one and this one, a new heist film has come out. Red Notice. We've had a brief discussion amongst ourselves. <laughs> we we've come to a conclusion that should not be the basis for any of our scripts. <laughs> no, I, I think it. our scripts would actually be better it. than that. I tell you what, I really but, loved it. And Ryan, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, and uh, I don't listen to these two because I, I I think you're great. No, we agree that Ryan Reynolds is probably the saving grace of that film. Yes, we did. Yeah. We did say <laughs> but that. But as I was going to say, I think that if you do watch it, listeners, don't. But if you do, he is almost too Ryan Reynolds. It's like they put Ryan Reynolds on speed and every single quip. Mm-hmm. So another character interacts with him and his automatic reaction is sarcasm or, you know, a, a slight reference that's breaking the fourth wall about Etsy or something and you think okay a few jokes yes. are very very funny but when it's when you're meant to be quite a serious character and that he's meant to be an, a thief mm. um, he should really be a stand up comedian is there any like serious heist film no but I think there's a dip, there's like that Ocean's Eleven balance between you know it's got an actual bit of integrity they are, they're to professionals. it like you can imagine them being the yeah, yeah. You, well, you can imagine them being professional bank robbers but they're also quite slick and cool and funny which is a bit mm. unbelievable mm. Mm-hmm. but it's enough where you think that's just cool I want to be him like James Bond right um, that's a good example yeah. though of talking about heist movies because for me that is the archetypal American slick heist movie in a modern age yeah I think for sure it's fantastic the Ocean's uh, 11 you mean yeah 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 I agree. It's, I think it's just so that, well done. That series is yeah, they're 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 pretty fabulous. The mm. um, yeah, no, like heist heist films are great. I personally, I quite enjoy a heist film if it's well done. Um, mm. I just I find the as you say, it's the the sort of convoluted nature I quite enjoy generally. Um, mm. however. The Rick and Morty episode about the heist oh with HeistCon, where they absolutely so demolish the genre, is so yeah. fabulous, and it is so well done, and it's so brilliant, and it's so, like, it does just show the sort of contrived nature of uh, heist films in general. Mm-hmm. The tropes um, are very much on show. There yes, are, there, I think there are classic tropes. Do you guys feel yeah. like you've followed classic tropes? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Do you <laughs> okay? I, I think that yeah. within five pages, and we'll get on to this as we talk about our scripts. But I think it was almost impossible for me to achieve all the trips I wanted within five pages. Hence, why I've kind mm-hmm. of overwritten a little bit to six mm, pages. Yeah. But you know, you had to go from if we just all agree, like you have the assembling the team moment where there's one guy oh, yeah. or girl who who is the mastermind of the heist, mm. yeah. has the idea, and then has to go and gather all the individual members who are all a bunch of eccentric, slightly oddball people who are all stereotypes of different, you know, characters. And that's, for me, the best part of the films. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, the assembling the is the best, best part. part of the film. For me, for me I, I don't know. I love that part of a film anyway, when they start to assemble the team in any film, but especially as a heist film, if it's done well, like uh, Ocean's Eleven's a good example of that. When they first all come together and Danny Ocean has to meet all the different characters, I love that because you get to see what they're doing yeah. in their own lives before they come together. Um, I think yeah. for, for me, actually, with most films, I get a bit bored by the ending. Like, I, I think, for example, that film. It's got such a clever finale. I was thinking, how the hell do they write that so well and direct it without any sort of boringness in there or any lull mm. or confusion? But mm-hmm. even like a James Bond action film, I get bored when it actually comes to, there's a ticking time bomb. I'm like, well, I've seen all the bits I really like, which is like the introduction to the bad guy, the car chase. The, team, yeah. the car chase. <laughs> yeah, the car chase. Um, I've made my decision purely on the car chase. So I, I get a bit bored by that. But yeah, that rambling, I think that that's, that part is is great. Um, uh, what other tropes have we yeah. got? I'd, I'd quite... I'd, on on the back of that, I'd quite to, like to see how you have assembled your team. Because um, we read your Very script, much. Ollie. What, right now? Okay. Yeah. jump Ooh. into it i want get i feel like we we spoke a lot about heist films last time we spoke a bit this time yeah we, we don't need to do anymore yeah, the audience yeah, we, don't want to hear that no one wants to hear about heist films anymore we'll uncover um, the tropes as we go through now very quickly um mm. i don't know whether to do this at the start of my script but i have a bit of a surprise for you two um in the uh, I, I sort of thought it would be best to maybe get out of the way as quick as possible, so as early as possible. So in the break that we've sort of not purposefully taken, we've all been busy. I was doing yeah. some writing of my own. And the other day, I wrote a little poem. And oh, I was yeah. wondering what? if you'd like to hear it. It has nothing to do with heists at all. But like, I wrote it the other day. And I was like, <laughs> you surprised me. Oh my yeah. God. I You want to hear on. it? Yes. Yeah, I want to hear it. I, I'm aware what of type how. Of poem pre- is it? It's a little. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what the types are a, really. I'm not trying to I don't know what the types of, type of poems are. So uh, it's a little so, yeah. ditty. Um, I'm aware, by the way, of how cringe this is. Of like, oh, Archie's trying to be funny, but like, genuinely, I wrote this at a train station the other day whilst waiting for a train because it came into my okay. mind. And I'm also aware, uh, like, we're obviously, for our listeners, we're all fans of the XFM show and the Ricky Gervais show with Carl Pilkington. And I'm aware that he wrote a poem at some point. This isn't an effort to, like, copy that or emulate that in any way. This is genuinely a poem that I wrote the other day. Um, and I just wanted to share it with you two, if that's okay. It's very please, short. Please please yes. It's a creative oh space here. The title. Do my legs smell bad? Do my legs smell bad? I know it might sound funny, but it doesn't make me glad. I wake up bright and early and slip on my favourite chinos, but by the very next day, they're hurting my perfect nose. I give them a whiff, and it's really quite grim. They smell a bit like a fish that has gone for a swim in poo. It's not like I'm doing lots of physical activities. And even if I did, I don't get sweat on my lovely knees. I used to wear trousers for weeks on ends. Now I cannot, for my legs aren't my friends. I know it's quite strange, so I'm sorry to ask. But I'm scared, quite scared, 
because my trousers smell like ass. And that's the poem. <laughs> when, All right, so hang when, on. Because <laughs> I've never encountered leg leg smell before. What would you classify that as? Leg palm. So sorry, were you sat and you went, my legs were you smell your own and you needed to... No, so I, I had to get up very early to go into London and I picked up the trousers that I'd been wearing yesterday and I was like, these trousers fucking stink. And then I was like, do my legs smell? And it was very early in the morning and I was very delirious. And then I went to the train station and then went and worked for the day. And then when I was waiting for the train on the way back, I was like, why do my legs smell bad? And then, and then, or, or do, do my legs smell bad? Or is it, is it something else that's, that's happening there? So, and I don't what know. What sort of I still smell was know. it? Uh, a bit like a fish that's gone for a swim. No, it's just it's just like oh. it's it's no that, that was that was just to fill the rhyme. But um, no, it's it's just like old bad dirty clothes smell. But I feel like I don't expect it as much with my trousers as I do like a, sh- a t-shirt because like we just like sniffing the bit the bit that was like next to your ass or something. Uh, yeah, I was going to say because if, was it if just I the bit that if, was next to your ass. No, this is the thing. So I thought that, but it's literally like <laughs> it's my knees. Like my like I'll be <laughs> sat like I, I'll be That's sat like I am now. Were you kneeling? In, were you kneeling in something or no? No, as in as in my knees is in where I smell. Toilet. It's so, it, I like it. Yeah, I think, yeah but I I'm think, saying, had you knelt in something or, or no? No, no, no. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be sat, and then I'll be like, do my, do my trousers smell? And then I'll lean forward and sniff my knee, and I'll be like, my knee smells, right. and and my entire trousers smell. So now what I've taken like... to doing is in the morning, well, as part of my little routine, I'll just mm. get my deodorant or like a fabric, fabric refresher, and then just do one squirt up each trouser leg, and then slip them on, and then they smell lovely throughout the day. And that's that's a little life hack for all of you out there. Which um, mean after about I think after about five weeks, and that includes, you know, a lot of heavy walking, intense walking, you know, you might get that sort of smell where it, it smells a bit of ball sack. Right. You know. <laughs> like I'm a I'm a clean person. Uh, I, I I lather it every day, but I right. think that is what it would be. But if it was a sort of more of a you you would say it wasn't a fishy smell. It was just this old. No, that was that was that was a smell. lazy. That 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 yeah. the fish. I regret the fish comment because that was no, just no, a don't, lazy. They regret it. Don't regret I, I say like, it. Yeah, but it, but if fish are in water, generally water it um, gets rid of smell. Hence why um, feces smells uh, smells worse <laughs> if it's out of water than if it's <laughs> yes, you know, waterborne. No, um, absolutely. But I, I, I would say, I mean, fair enough, mate. I mean, I'm glad you sorted the problem because no one wants a sweaty knee. No one wants a smelly knee either. But no, and, was uh, it in the was it in the crevice behind the knee, or you no, mean yeah. like top of, the actual top of the, top of the, knee. Of the knee? Top of the, the knee, knee was where I smelt. But then I experimented. I, I think and I it's sniffed. literally impossible to to sweat from there, isn't it? Yeah, it that's is. What, that's exploded. what I mean. This is this is my exact uh, conundrum. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you've got you've got lovely smelling sweat. So everywhere that it sweats, you can't smell. But maybe where you're not sweating, you're smelling like stale fabric. Shit, because <laughs> you're not moistening it. Maybe that is what it is. But yeah. Has Liv had a sign of them? Uh, she, she had a, um, has she had I read, a second I read, I read it to her yesterday this. evening. I, I read it to her yesterday and um, hasn't spoken to me since. But that's, you know, that's fine. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I was wondering whether she was meaning to tell you that your legs smelt before and this no, is like a good sort of like, icebreaker for sort of it. Like, 
she was just sort of like yeah they do smell and then and then left it so i th- i think it was and it left you it was quite uncomfortable to- <laughs> and then, yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed sorry okay. for sorry for i did no i did um, no lovely no, i'm I sorry that i'm sorry i didn't anticipate that in the first place what do you mean <laughs> I apologise for for jumping so spryly into the uh, into the no, script. No, it's good. Let's, let, let's, Had I let's... known a present was waiting, I would I would not have. No, I know. Um, it's just you know, boys. It's been a while since we have done this, and I thought it would be I thought it would be good. Um, I thought I'd give you guys a little treat. But um, sorry, yeah, for I mean, let's, a treat let's... it was, and I hope that our viewers feel treated as well. And if not. I hope your Living legs smell for the rest of your life. I, I hope your legs <laughs> smell bad. Um, right, okay. Let's, let's I curse you with cap cool. smell. Cool. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, yeah, let's get on with uh, Ollie's script. Come on, no, in. Right. It's not going to live job. up to Archie's creative genius. Um, just, no, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna, yeah. I, just before I open it, can I hasten a guess that the lake you have chosen is... Plague Como, perchance. No, I'm not. I'm not that. I, I'm not predictable anymore. I'm, I've, I, I've deliberately <laughs> oh, is not because you were predictable before with your fucking Marlon Brando cheater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> no, I thought I wouldn't do that. It's a bit too, you know, arsy. Too so, on the um, nose. No, it's just. It's just. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just a. I haven't even specified. It's just a lake. You know, could be anywhere. Nice. It wouldn't be Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, have could be anywhere. Would be Switzerland. <laughs> it's just water, Lake uh, It's seawater, just it? water. Yeah. Oh right. Well, let's not start let's that argument because that that caused some ruptures at the end of last last episode. I said that lakes were small seas, and that caused a lot of issues. Apparently, well, that's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. That's bobbins. That. It's because it's, it's not true. If you Josh. look up most famous lakes, the Dead Sea is one of the most famous lakes. Is it? Yeah, shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, but that's the opposite way around, though, isn't it? Because you wouldn't classify, say, I don't know, Lake Windermere as a mini sea because it hasn't got a tide. Also, even or Lake Hudson and the the Great Lakes, like Great Great uh, Lake Lake, Lake Superior Erie and, and, and Superior, exactly. Um, they have salt water, which I think is where you were going with. That it. is but weird. Sti- that they are still lakes. Even those yeah. that could be ca- yeah, but I'm as sa- but I'm saying sea. I'm saying as much as a lake is a big pond, it's also a small sea. Josh, mate, I think you've got some issues you need to sort out, but yeah, don't sort out. I here. Really some, lake, some lake. That's like saying, issues. "Oh, don't worry, mate. The sea is that like one giant canal." That is. It just exactly. doesn't really. It's it's a very inaccurate way of <laughs> describing it. Anyway, we're getting yeah, sidetracked again. Yeah, so Josh. There's a lake. There's a lake here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. sorry. I, I, I suppose I'm bright reading, aren't I? It's my script. Okay. Um, ex- uh, before we start, do you want to cast, cast it everybody. first? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just okay. going it's been, it's it's been look, far look. too long. We're out of practice. It's fine. We are so far out of practice. Okay. I'll be narrator. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Jason can be Josh. Mm. Stephanie can okay. be Archie. I love what else it. We got? Uh, Archie can be Raz as well. Raz. Uh, who else have we got here? Scott. Uh, Josh, you can be Scott. And I'll be Chantel. And there cool. is a Tyler here as well. So fucking hell. So I'm so I'm, I'm Jason Jason and Scott. I am. <laughs> You're and Jason I'm... Scott, and you can be Tyler as well. 
and I'm Stephanie and Raz. Jason, Scott, and Tyler. Is this Scott the famous Scotty T from Geordie? Oh Shaw? no, there isn't. I, I don't even know who that is. No, I, this is just all made up. Oh, I'm afraid. Okay. I didn't watch reality TV shows. A bit of an old man, so I don't know anybody. Um, but I know what they're like, so it's just enough. Uh, okay, let's, yeah. let's begin. Let's let's commence. So, mm. exterior, lakeside villa, day. A beautiful afternoon on the shores of a European lake. An enormous minimalist villa juts out into the water, its windows smothered in sunlight. There are a group of equally attractive people lounging around on beds and in the pool. Their orange tans give them the appearance of satsumas with six-packs. <coughs> Dear four... And our guests are starting to get along. We pan in to the guests. A lantern-jawed model called Jason flirts on a sun lounger with Stephanie, a blonde fitness influencer with three GCSEs. <laughs> Jason. So, have you thought much about the prize money? Well, I, I guess so, yeah. It's sort of why we're here, innit? Yeah, and to find love. Yeah, and that. Half a million, though, that's a lot, isn't it? Like, I could buy a house with that. It looks like Jason and Stephanie are bonding over their love of money. <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? Another man walks over to spoil the party. His name is Raz, a short, stocky bloke who is covered in outrageously distasteful tattoos. He looks at Jason jealously. What you's chatting about? Yeah, nice. Raz, does it actually say pain across your chest? Uh, sorry, I've lost track of my own script. Oh, just as Raz okay. is about to answer, a klaxon blows and everyone leaps up and huddles up, trying to pass a giant egg through their legs. It is utterly <laughs> humiliating. Raz, trying his best to keep the chat going. Yeah, like pain. Like Liam pain. No. Like pain, inflicting damage. You got elongate your vowels, big man. <laughs> big, big fellow. <laughs> big, <laughs> big chap. Big chap. You substantial so chap. You strapping lad. You. Well, good luck getting a job in Tesco's. I've heard HR department love body tattoos. Really screams integrity. I won't be needing no job, bro. Take home this. P for real. Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> at this moment, Raz is in history. At this moment, Raz is handed a rubber chicken by Scott, a hulking giant of a man with three brain cells. What's that mean? That's, I think that's you. That's yeah. me. Oh, you mean the prize money? <laughs> I love the accent. Only yeah. one of us can win it, and it's got to be Chantel. Oh yeah. Why? <laughs> because it's a fan vote and she literally has OnlyFans. Got a million subscribers. At this point, a girl in a bikini walks over, clutching a phone and videoing herself. This is Chantel. I wish we could all share the money. <laughs> Jason stops in his tracks, looks down disdainfully at the rubber chicken in his hands. This rubber chicken has sapped his soul for three weeks of soul sapping. Hang on, why have I said that twice? I haven't proofread this. <laughs> I thought it was intentional. <laughs> so did I. Let's, 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 let's do that. Has sapped his soul for three weeks of soul sapping challenges, and he's had quite enough. That's uh, Jason. Oh, it is me. It's, it's on to me, really. Sorry. I have an idea. 
crawly across the garden. Tyler, get over here. I've got an idea. That's you as well, Josh. No, it's, you're, no, it's you're Stephanie, aren't you? You're Stephanie. I? I think so. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, you are right. Uh, give me, give me the cue line again, please. Oh, Tyler, get over here. I've got an idea. <laughs> I like how, uh, we're so out of practice at doing this. It's fucking. It's a lot. This is a lot to, to manage. It's, it's just too right, much right? to process. This is my script. I've no idea, no idea what happens next. I'm, I'm the right seat. No. <laughs> In a blur. He's so excited. He's excited about what's going to happen. <laughs> no idea. Sorry, Josh. Give Fantastic. me uh, my my cue once more, if you please. <laughs> Tyler, get over here. I've got an idea. What's the idea, Jace? Jason ushers everyone into a tight circle and starts whispering. Chantel's right. We can all share the money, but the narrator said. <laughs> Where's Scott from? I don't know. Is he the Scott He's holding he just come out of a coma. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. Oh, God. I know what the narrator said, Scott. What I'm saying is, we know they keep it in the production motorhome in the courtyard, so why don't we just take it? Like, steal it? Exactly. Think about it. We already have a team ready to go. Were you? Here, Scott. Please, just listen, mate. Steph, listen, Scott. you're the most beautiful cheek of... <laughs> what? Scott, listen, you're not right. Scott, listen, something, <laughs> something's going on with those three brain cells. And I don't like know a Something's happening. <laughs> Why, I listen. <laughs> Here, Scott, please, just listen, mate. Steph, you're the most beautiful Chico I've ever met. If you can't distract the guards, I don't know who can. That's totally sexist. You're not exactly a brain surgeon, love. Tyler, perfect timing. You're in here because you have a Ferrari. You could be the getaway driver. It's actually a hurricane, but I'll allow it. Raz, you are no good gangster whose only passion is firearms. And pussy. We'll stick to the firearms for now. <laughs> Sick one, my G. Chantel, you have a disturbing mastery of camera angles, so you can take out the CCTV. And Scott, you're the heavy. <laughs> <laughs> what if we, get- we go. <laughs> Scott's got a big line. <laughs> I've never been more excited. Accent, <laughs> all the accent lasts the whole sentence. <laughs> Where's he from now? What if we get caught? Won't the Meg come and, you know, get us? <laughs> He's from Scotland now, is he? Yeah, that's what they, the last two lines have been done yeah. in Scottish. Of course. Oh, well, well it's all right. <laughs> I, I can tell. I thought they were, I thought they were Geordie. Uh, okay. Oh, no. That's fine. No, Jason my Geordie again. is, my got Geordie so is far more together. distinct. Yeah, yeah I've got... just, again, it's Josh talking to himself. <laughs> it's just me talking to myself <laughs> the entire fucking time. No men are coming to get us, mate. We're a bunch of parasitic narcissists who trick insecure teenagers into caring about us for five minutes, chipping away our dignity by passing a rubber chicken between our genitals. We haven't got much to lose. So what's the plan, big man? Right. So we go off to bed like normal and pretend to be sleeping. As Jason speaks, shots flash up on the screen of the heist in action. 
Stephanie and Raz will distract the cameras by pretending to fuck, but we won't actually be doing anything. Uh, what? Not even a little razzin? He's literally he's called, he's referred to sex as like him, himself as his own but, name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's he, thought, a he thinks he. I think he thinks he invented it. <laughs> you're he's not razzing over. <laughs> Yeah. You're not ratting over anyone. You're an 18 year old forklift driver for Coventry. Okay, you're for Coventry apparently. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that. Don't worry about it. Anyway, at this point, Scott and I will head off to the courtyard. Now we're being shown shots of Jason and Scott sneaking through the villa. Now, this is where Chantelle comes in. She will reposition the camera so it's facing her bed and then post a shocking video to her OnlyFans, which should distract most of the live audience. What's classed as shocking these days? I don't know. Post the latest inflation figures. Very nice. I know. Hence the next line. You, you anti, <laughs> you anti-governmental man. You. <laughs> oh yeah. Gotta slip it in. It's you. Anyway. Oh, sorry, it's me. Yeah. It's me on my own script. Um, again, I was just so blown away by the genius of this writer. He's, he's so immersed uh, in honestly. this. Honestly, it. <laughs> I'm so immersed. This guy. Ollie's, right, Ollie's we... having such a good time, guys. <laughs> I'm forgetting I'm meant to be in charge. We cut back to Scott, who is picking up a set. Oh, start that again. We cut back to Scott, who is picking up a set of garden shears. As they do this, Stephanie flashes the guards. I know this is old school, but bear with me. While Steph exposes herself, Scott will pick up the shears and cut the padlock chain. Jason sneaks past the guards, leading Scott. They find a production motorhome parked in the corner and use the shears to cut the padlock chain placed over the door. At this point, Raz runs over with a kitchen knife and prizes open the door. Now we are fully up to speed and the narration stops. Jason, Scott and Raz leap into the dark motorhome and switch on the lights. It is empty save for a few cameras, computers, and a huge briefcase full of money. Tyler and Stephanie jump into the motorhome. Tyler leaps into the driver's seat, finds the keys under the sun visor, and starts the engine. Just as he slots it into first, Chantel clings onto the side, climbing in at the last moment. As the motorhome pulls away, the guards start chasing them, but it is too late. The crew smash through the gates and onto the twisting Alpine Pass beyond. Jason, counting all the money. It's all here. Hang on. They've already written the winner. Who is it? Chantel. I knew it. Chantel does her best not to be smug. What can I say? My fans love me. Scott finds some <laughs> beer in a mini fridge and hands them out. To the greatest reality TV win of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> what are we spending all our money on, Tyler? As Jason speaks, Tyler rounds a tight bend, but gets it completely wrong. The motorhome's wheels squeal as it understeers, sending the whole vehicle careening over a cliff edge. When it comes to a stop, the motorhome is balancing right on the edge, with everyone clutching on for dear life. Hang on, guys. I've got a great idea. Oh. <laughs> to be continued. Wow. There you go. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Indeed.
why why make me that <laughs> like, I, honestly I swear every time you cast your scripts I end up talking to myself for a half a fucking page yeah. I know I just keep forgetting that that's what's gonna happen because again I was so blown away by this script I don't remember writing that it's like uh, it's like it's because it's because Josh and Ollie and I have always said this that we think you're the performer of this generation we think you're <laughs> yeah we do yeah, we've already we said you're the Charlotte Booth of Leatherhead. Um, That's true. I, I have often been called that. Yes. Yeah. And, and like Charlotte Booth, I could imagine you in some mental monologue, Shakespearean performance on a stage somewhere, covered in goose fat, just mm. talking to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Charlotte Booth's done that, but I imagine he will at some point. Yeah. And I yeah, and I will, I will replicate it. Specifically outside, uh, outside yeah. Botan Kebab in Leatherhead. <laughs> <laughs> Live performance. Okay, um, so no, fa- briefly, what do you think of that then? I really I liked think, it. Yeah, I think you've taken some. Be honest. I think you've taken some influence from a classic heist for the end there. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that all the characters were very <laughs> clearly defined. Yeah, like even though, like some, like. Even though you ran over, there were so many of them that like it was quite. Um, what I'm what I'm getting at and what I'm trying to say is that like even the characters with fewer lines, like you still got like what they were about and that they were like the archetypes of quite a lot of people who have been on reality TV shows, and that was very very clear. You managed, yeah, you that- managed to you managed to blend both archetype from reality TV and archetype from heist. That's very true. Yeah, that's what, I was, merged, that's what I was trying to do. Them. And I was trying to think, well, if I was a, if there was a bunch of reality TV stars, like, and it all got to be a trope of a heist film, like, who are they, who are yeah. they, and what are their backgrounds? Which mm-hmm. is a bit of a struggle. Obviously, it's a bit tongue in cheek, like the OnlyFans star and the and the weapons expert, which is like a local gangster with a cheese knife in his pocket. But um, yeah, there you go. That's that's. It was a bit rushed. I just found it a struggle to even fit it within the six pages because I feel like mm, I, I don't know if you guys found this, but mm. going from setting up all those characters, which I, I found, yeah. like I said earlier on, that's my favorite part of a heist film. So for me, that was the most important part. Even if there was a quite rushed heist, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. But then I was still trying to get it all done and then have a, some sort of crescendo, which was like the Italian job ending. Mm. Um, so yeah, I found a bit of a struggle to be honest, but. I look forward to seeing what you two have done. I think you definitely achieved, yeah. though. I think it definitely makes sense as well. Like, the motive was was there. And, like, it made sense that they were, like, in that setting and were able to do that stuff. Um, yeah. Which is more than can be said for what I've... A lot of my scripts. Yeah, my, what <laughs> yeah. I've churned out today. But, yeah. Right, okay. Who was Josh's... I'm, I'm um, going to... Hosting. I'm going to nominate myself as oh my it's gosh. Quite, a, quite a tonal change. Really? I think... Slightly. Right. Um, yeah. So, if you could load up my script, and I would like, uh, Ollie, could you please play Brad? Mm-hmm. Um, and could you also please play Laura and Meg? Brad, Laura, and Meg. Yeah. And could Archie, please may you take Katie 
and mm-hmm. Becky. Absolutely. I sh- uh, should I say that already on this first page, I've not read their lines, but I can mm. see that Katie and Becky are talking to each other. Is that all right? Yeah. Or yeah, cool. it's just I'm trying to I'm trying to distribute lines That's evenly yeah, exactly more than I am. You know who they're talking to. It's only it's only it's for important. about it's, it's only for the first couple of lines that they're talking to That's each fine. other. Yeah, it's all good. Nice. <clears throat> um, right, the masked bachelor exterior. Camp Crystal Lake. Does anyone recognise that name? I was going to say, what Camp- is Camp Crystal Lake? That does ring a bell. What is that? It is. The, well, you'll see. You'll it will become apparent. We see a serene, beautiful lake from above. As we close in on it, the camera pivots to a horizontal angle until we are soaring over the water to a classical American summer camp. Big writing appears over this view with a catchy theme. The Masked Bachelor. We keep going towards the main camp house, and as we approach the door, the music dies and the door opens slowly, accompanied by a familiar theme. Shh, shh, shh. And Jason Voorhees jumps at the camera, machete in hand. I hated that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Jason Voorhees theme. Oh, okay. Cool. Do you not know that? That's the... No. That's the Friday the 13th. That's like when he's about to turn up. That's what, that's the noise that's made. Okay. Yeah. But Um, can I just say, you doing that right then was maybe the scariest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Certainly the creepiest. Um, So, Jason Voorhees jumps to the camera, machete in hand. He stops as he's about to hit it and gives a, what am I like, shrug to the camera before swinging his machete to point at the dirt track leading to the camp. The camera follows his blade, and when on the dirt track, we see the first limousine arriving. Interior, a limo. Four women are sat in the back, dressed to the nines. They look on edge. Katie looks the calmest out of the team and is sat at the centre of the back seat. What, Ollie? <laughs> what? Another, another Uber Iver, Josh Jones. <laughs> 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 Four women dressed in irons, looking quite on edge. <laughs> Carry on. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, it's because it's because they've got Josh going shh shh. shh. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Oh man. Katie looks the calmest out of them and is sat in the centre of the back seat. She has a stern, commanding look to her. Think Jennifer Connolly or Vicky Patterson. Becky is sat to her right and is a classic Southern Belle type. On Katie's left is Meg. She has a classically geeky glasses and is staring at the floor as the car moves along. Furthest from Katie is Laura. She is sat looking out of the window. So, am I Katie? No. No. You are... Sorry. You are oh, Meg, on. you are Meg, Beck, Laura, Meg, and Brad. No. No, Meg, Laura, <laughs> okay. and Brad. Okay, God, you've, you've mentioned the two names that you aren't. <laughs> okay, carry on, please. <laughs> there are five people in this script. Are you wanting, <laughs> you are you wanting American accents? Um, uh, for Southern Belle, definitely, please. Um, okay. So that's quite an iconic American accent. Josh, I'm going to absolutely kill this. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. Uh, For the others, uh, Brad, I want, uh, you know, classic sort of, 
jock American, like, Cali boy accent, if you can. Um, yeah, hey, bro. When we get to it. Yeah, yeah very of, nice. Yeah. And- yeah. Um, but other than that, free reign on the others. Go for it. So, we all remember the plan? There's a murmur of agreement, and Katie turns to Becky. Becky, you know you need to be the one to start it off. I need to be sure you know your role in this and when to begin. Why, this is all a little overwhelming, Katie. I'm not sure if I can go through with it. Meg that looks okay? up. Yeah, perfect. Oh, I'm so happy. I thought I was going to fuck that up. So <laughs> <laughs> Meg looks up. Oh. <laughs> Meg, who, who <laughs> Meg? So, uh, do you want... What accent Meg was for Meg? What's the story? Geeky glasses. Geeky glasses. Yeah, yeah. So it could yeah, be that's Ve- fine. So like Velma. 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 Yeah. Velma. It's I was thinking Velma. cliche. Where's she from? Wherever you want, mate. I don't care. Don't chicken out now, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Think about the score. Fabulous. I know. It would be amazing, but now I'm here, I kind of like the idea of being all dolled up and meeting a man. That's me again, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) You know who this man is, though, right? Some guy called Jason. What's the big deal? Sounds like a hunky name. Voorhees. Mmm. So exotic. You know he's killed people. What? That movie, Friday the 13th, that's him. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Oh, God. How do they how do they meet Becky? <laughs> oh no, what? not Becky. Meg. This is like this is the bachelor. Oh fucking hell. So it's just random. She's come all the way. Yeah, it's come all the way. It was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh sorry, uh what you, uh, what was your line? Uh, do you mind repeating it? Sorry, Ollie. Mine. Yeah. yeah. That movie? Friday the thirteenth, that's him. He's a movie star, too. (laughs) How did you not research the mark? I remembered the plan. I thought that was all I needed to do. Let's do it again. Yeah, see you again. Oh, Oh, shit, sorry. Meg. Hang on, what? Oh, Meg. You are Meg. (laughs) I know. I keep looking down one three times. That's three times in two pages that Ollie's forgotten. I just don't want. I'm just psychologically teed up to be Katie. Um, We do need that, but some background never hurt. Okay, Becky. You need to distract him. That is now your part. We need to make sure this goes off without a hitch. Do you think you can do that? Talk to a hunk? Of course I can do that, honey. Great. You two ready for our parts? Laura turns back from the window, slightly bleary-eyed. Okay, I'm Laura. So where's what's Laura's story? <laughs> Fuck me. <sighs> God. Um, what's going on? <laughs> she's not a scouser. No. L- like fuck from? it. Uh, give me a give me give me an order here. Gen- generic Surrey I was girl. Say Geneva then. <laughs> generic generic uh, Surrey girl. Go Geneva. On. Okay. <laughs> We're here. Be safe, guys. <laughs> You, you skipped a line. Oh, <laughs> really? Skipped a line. <laughs> Fucking hell! I am. Oh my line. god! What is, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I would ask you. Okay, I wait, would wait, ask wait, you wait, if you're wait, wearing wait. your glasses, but I'm, you've got. I'm, I'm going so method. I'm going so method. I'll go. People. I'll go from my last line so that we can like lead into Please. it cleanly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Great. You two ready for our parts? 
Laura turns back from the window, slightly bleary-eyed. Huh? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. She looks back out the window. We're here. Be safe, guys. There's a chorus of, you two, stay safe, good luck, etc. The car parks up and we cut back to the programme, where the host is stood outside the main camp house. The limo pulls up. Welcome to The Masked Bachelor. I'm your host, Brad Holmes. This season on The Masked Bachelor, we have a very special bachelor indeed. Star of his very own movie series, resident here at the idyllic Camp Crystal Lake, and a self-professed mama's boy. How are the girls not gonna love him? It's Jason Voorhees. Let's meet him. There's some cheer track and Brad gestures to the house. The front door opens and Jason steps out, waving for the camera. He walks over to Brad. Jason, how you doing, man? Jason turns to him and gives a thumbs up. Great. Ready to meet the girls? Jason excitedly jumps in a clumsy, hulking manner, like a large ape. <laughs> uh, not much for talking, how are you? Doesn't matter. The girls are the ones who need to win your heart. So, without further ado... Brad gestures to the car as the doors open. One by one, the girls exit and are introduced by Brad. Now we have done our introductions, let's get started with the first phase of this show, getting to know each other. We cut out of the show style viewing and go to the girls who are all huddled in a green room style area. We're in, now to get it. I feel so guilty girls, I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's, um, it's so close to Michael Jackson, but it's not, you, you're keeping <laughs> it back, you're keeping it back, I like that, that's great. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, uh, come on, Becky. This is when it's going to be a huge score. Play your part and we'll do the rest. The Ooh, girls are ushered out of the green room and are faced with Brad and Jason. Time to get to know each other. One by one, you will go on a date with our bachelor. Laura, you will be first. Jason will take you to the picnic tables on the waterfront. I think Brad's off his face. (laughs) (laughs) He's totally off his face. He's gone. (laughs) Laura, to the girls. He doesn't know where he is either. (laughs) Right back at you. Jason takes Laura by the hand and leads her out of the house and down to the water. We see the camera crew follow them away. Brad retires to his room. (laughs) Right, phase one. Girls, you know what to do. Meg nods and runs off upstairs. Becky runs off to the back of the house. Katie goes further further away into the cab and we lose sight of her. We see a montage of Meg going through the bedroom and cutting the wires to the set of fixed cameras in the room, attaching blinking LEDs so it looks like they're still on. Becky attaching a rope underneath the window to the bedroom on the outside and Laura on her date with Jason. The girls reconvene and Jason and Laura come back from the lakeside. Katie is still missing. Where's Katie? Oh, she she said she felt unwell, sat to run. Okay, no worries. We'll continue without her. We'll stick to close-ups and just focus on the next date. Speaking of, Becky, you're up next. Jason would love to accompany her to the camp allotments. Sorry, Jason, would you like to accompany her to the camp allotments? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I've just realised, Meg. We all were in agreement. You said, "Oh, I was instantly thinking of Velma." 
And you've still gone for this fucking <laughs> scouse outfit. <laughs> she she looks like Velma. She's got big glasses and little bob haircut and big tits, but she's filmed Liverpool. <laughs> I didn't even so, specify any of that. No, but I mean Velma. I mean everyone knows that Velma's got large. He's really he's really made it his own. He's really taken to this part. <laughs> I've taken this and run with this baton. Jason and Becky walk off, and again the camera crew follow. How did it go? <laughs> Haven't heard back from Katie yet, but Becky and I have got our parts done. Great, I'll do my piece now. Laura runs to the limo and grabs her suitcase from the back. She grabs a rectangular shaped object surrounded in cloth about the length of an arm and takes it inside the house. Oh, which is his room? First on the right upstairs. Laura nods and runs up into the room and then hides the cloth cad object under the bed. We cut to the TV show view. We see a montage of the date. Becky is picking flowers and smelling them and handing them to Jason. Jason runs off and comes back with a dead rabbit and hands it to Becky. She is shocked at first, but then looks through his mask and into his eyes. They share a moment and she takes the bloodied rabbit and holds it to her chest. He reaches out his hand, a hand and she holds it. The silence is broken as the camera crew tell them to wrap the date up. They all make their way back to the house where the other girls are waiting. We fast forward through the last two dates, a dinner in the evening, and then finally everyone enjoying after dinner drinks in the out lounge area. Katie yawning. Oh, I think that's me done for the night, guys. I've got to head to bed. There are murmurs of agreement and people start to get ready for bed. We see the girls head to their rooms, sharing nods before they close their doors. The last two are Becky and Katie. Katie winks and walks into her room, closing the door behind her. Becky takes a deep breath and closes the door in front of her. She walks to the first door on the right and knocks. Jason answers the door. His pyjamas are red and black stripes and knitted with added claw marks through the centre, a la Freddy Krueger. He looks Becky up and down before stepping aside. She walks in. I know I shouldn't be here, but I couldn't stay away after our date earlier. Jason groans. It's awful warm in here. Let's see we get more comfortable in bed. She Oof. moves to the bed whilst looking around the room. We see her eyes. <laughs> I really didn't like saying that. <laughs> we see oh, her horrible. eyes clock his machete leaning on the bedside table. She walks to it, disrobes, and subtly drops her dressing gown directly over it. She steps in the bed and throws the cover over her. What say you come in and... Sorry, what say you come join me and we see what you're hiding under that mask? Jason nods slowly in agreement and walks to the bed. He gets in next to her and we see his pyjamas thrown out the side of the duvet. We close in on their faces, looking at each other. They both lean in, and Becky purses her lips. They make contact. Fade out. I don't know why. It's only about make contact. The sound is so. Well, it's because it's it's not like they kiss because he's got a fucking he's got a ski mask on, hasn't he? Or a hockey mask rather. Um, oh, contact's okay, been made. Yeah, contact's been made. We fade <laughs> back Thunderbird in. Thunderbird two. <laughs> <laughs> are, you re- are you ready? <laughs> Right. We fade back in on a slightly more dishevelled looking bed, duvet at an angle, covering all the important bits from a bird's eye view. Becky is looking at Jason. He's asleep. She slowly moves from the bed and reaches under, grabbing a package left by Laura. As she rises from under the bed, 
Jason is looking at her. There is a sadness in his eyes through the mask. Jason, I... I... I I, I thought you were asleep. She rises. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I thought I could go through with it, but... We have something. We have something special. I don't know what to say. Jason tilts his head. Please. Look, I'll I'll get rid of it. No one needs to know I didn't take the real one. I'll, I'll use this fake one. She brandishes the machete that had been planted earlier. Jason looks at her, then looks to the bedside table. He makes a move for it. Jason, no, please. Jason takes his machete and climbs out of the bed. He walks to the door with it scraping the floor of his, to his side as he walks. Please, not them. This was never about you. It was about the score. We can still have a life, Jason. Jason turns slightly, looking over his shoulder. He opens the door, walks through and closes it behind him. Becky is left on the floor. She begins to tear up. We hear a door open, footsteps, and then the sound of metal hitting wood. Silence. More footsteps. The bedroom door opens again, a silhouette of Jason in the doorway. He walks towards Becky, no machete, but a fist clenched. As he reaches her, he leans down, holds out a fist, and opens it. There is a note inside. Becky picks it up and reads it. Our dearest Becky, we knew you you wouldn't be able to go through with it. Enjoy your life with Jason. You got what you wanted, as did we, from the girls. Black, Black screen. Text appears earlier that day. We are back to where the girls initially split, and this time we follow Katie. She goes through the campsite and into the woods out the back. She seems to know where she's headed and moves with purpose. At some point on the trail, she grabs a backpack with a cool bag in it next to a tree. She keeps running until she comes across a shack. She walks in, looks through each room, and we see her open a final door from the point of view of the room she's moving into. She smiles and walks in, cut to black. So I just realised now on doing that, like that you didn't catch Cat with Crystal Lake or the theme. You guys haven't no. watched Friday the Thirteenth, have you? No, I know I've never watched that film. Oh, I, I got the references no. of the characters. So the I never watched it. So the final score that they actually made off with for the avid Friday the Thirteenth fans um, is Jason's mother's head. Oh, he keep, he keeps right. it like mummified in a in a shack because he's like obsessed with his mum. So that was like the final score. It was like a Temple of Doom style sort of you know little like head mm. idol thing. Um, it looks a bit like that, but that was the that was the score they were actually going for. I didn't realize that Friday the Thirteenth was a heisty thing. It's not. It's not at all. I've, was, I've made it a heisty what? thing. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Because via, I see, okay. Via a... Machete. Uh, yeah. Via a... Yeah, well, yeah. The machete. But this is the thing. So I, the trope I went for was, was less of the sort of making up and stuff. It was that there was a second heist going on the whole time. Oh, it was a... Yeah, the double bluff. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the, I liked. The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
the, the red because that, that is a bit of a trope. we didn't we didn't mention that earlier on but that is quite often a trope with well they do it oceans films. 11 there's yeah. like the whole thing yeah, yeah. the heist that you think is happening isn't actually the way it's happening they do it in logan lucky as well there's they do a it secondary in red heist wherever that film's yeah. called what red, oh yeah uh, red notice yeah yeah that's the one i mean i yeah. like i i think that like Sorry, so just to be clear, you chose to go with the whole Jason thing just because this was set at a lake. Yeah, so in my head, right, <laughs> I wanted to, I was like, oh, I could do some like real, real life, like reality TV stars and stuff. And I was sort of thinking about it and I was like, I really couldn't think of like a specific, I wanted like a, a specific lake setting that was like quite easy to visualize and like known right. or whatever. And I sort of went... Could do like Lake Como, but Ollie's probably going to do that. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> oh, what else is like a famous lake? And I thought, oh, Loch Ness would be quite a good one. But then I didn't know if that That's would be too it. common and maybe one of you two would do that. And I just didn't want to do what one of you two was doing, essentially. Like I wanted to, I know we never come up with the same thing, but I just wanted to make sure yeah. I didn't. And so I was thinking, what else is like a, a lake setting that instantly springs to mind? And now, like since watching all of them, like the, the, the camp, you know, Camp Crystal Lake is like the first lake I think of pretty much when someone says, think of a lake. Um, and so I went, oh, well, why not set a reality TV show there? And they're trying to rob Jason. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. I, mean, I think obviously one of those things, if I watched the film, I'd be like, oh my mm. God, yeah, I get it. That's so clever because I haven't. Yeah. But I, can, I, I, mm. I appreciate the thought yeah. and the cleverness of it. <laughs> 100%. I'm sure the audience will appreciate it as well. I mean, I was able to appreciate it even um, not having seen the film and like that, yeah, I think, yeah, is yeah. a testament to to how good the script was. I think as well, like, you simultaneously blended another genre in there, even though it wasn't asked for. <laughs> like, it was like reality TV, heist, and then, like, by a lake, and then, like, you also made it a horror thing as well, or like a sort of <laughs> yeah. vaguely thriller suspense thing, so that was that was really cool. Well, thank you. I do, I do yeah, try. <laughs> well, and oh, then, man. much like in a horror movie, and then there was one. Exactly. So, Archie, you are the you are the final girl here. I am. As it were. I am. <laughs> That's been said often of me. <laughs> I've always thought of um, myself that way. You do do very Would good you impressions like, of yes, female characters. Thank you. You, you just genuinely, you do, and it's kind of frightening, because I didn't know you were there, but like, oh. I mean, the last thing you said was podcast. that I sounded like Michael Jackson, so I don't know what... I don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> well, so, but then that's, not, that's still a compliment, because he... What, sounded like he a sounded girl? A bit, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bit effeminate. Okay. Um, Very okay, so, um, so, uh, again, I've got no title sequence. Uh, sorry, we are happy to just jump into it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cast cool. it, boy. So I've got no title page, Cast but it. I'll I'll be the narrator quick and do some directions, and then, um, oh man, let's think. <clears throat> um, Ollie, can you be jaunty? Certainly. Can you be John T? Josh, can you be Bunter? What? And then, of course. And then, no course. way! <laughs> and then, and then, can you be Barnaby as well, Josh? Yeah. Um, and then, Ollie, can you be uh, Marilyn? 
Um, and then Josh, can you be George? And that should be it. And where are our so, characters sorry. from? Everyone, everyone in this is very posh. I okay. think you'll get the what well, even Bunter. Yes, very, very posh. I, I, I went for a lot of like sort of like posh sort of nicknames, kind of things. Yeah, like um, Bunter. Yeah, yeah. Bunter is a Bunter. No, no, I, I, okay, fine. I, I, I reused the name. I, t- <laughs> I, I took a little bit of artistic license and I, and I reused the name of, of someone from our past. Um, How dare you repurpose the, the glorious yeah. name of Bunter? I think, I think, the, the I late think, great Bunter. The late great. <laughs> yeah, who knows where he is now? Um, Presumably. Right, yeah, I uh, I th- I hope that you guys will get the vibe once I start. But yeah, like very sort of like London posh kind of vibe. Cool. Um, created cool. it created in created in Sloan Square. Recap slash opening titles. We enter a flashy opening title sequence with an indie rock song blaring over the t- over the top. Uh, the picture contrast is so high and so bright that we can barely see anything. Despite this, we see flashy. We see a flashy, quick-cut montage from previous episodes of the show. Previously on Created in Sloan Square, we see two guys stood stood by an incredibly fancy bar. One with a one with a suede smoker's jacket and slicked-back hair. One with a corduroy everything, a beard and bald. Uh, this is Jonty and Bunter. We hear they are in an argument. Basically, mate, like, I can't actually believe that you messaged her after I clearly said I was interested. Um, sorry, mate, but Daddy says the dibs doesn't count with the treacles. Well, with all due respect, chum, I have more money than you, right? Uh, I am therefore a superior person. Ha, well, mate, guess what? We're not mates anymore. Bunter throws his beer all over Jonty and storms off. Oh, you peasant! I slept with your cousin. You're the peasant. Peasant? She's your cousin too. And I'm keeping the dinghy. We cut to a talking headshot of Jaunty, still at the bar, soaked in beer. Basically, can't even believe he'd actually do that to me. Like, we're supposed to be mates, right? We've known each other ever since Edmund threw his poo at the teacher at Eden. And he just bloody betrays me like that. Just a ghastly villain of a man. And it's not even like he has more money than I do. <laughs> we see Jonty takes out his phone and rings someone. Barnaby, Barnaby, are you there? Exterior, South Bank, evening. We see Barnaby, a short, skinny man in a suit with wiry ginger hair, stood on the South Bank by the river, phone to his ear. Uh, yeah, 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 man. Uh, yeah, I can talk. What's up? Back to the bar. Rah, mate, the evening I've had, honestly. I need to get out of Dodge for a while. I'm thinking of heading to Daddy's Lake House for the weekend. I reckon I'm going to invite Alicia and Juniper. Uh, do you reckon Marilyn wants to come? Uh, back to sl- back to the uh, yeah, sorry, back to the South Bank. Oh, mate, one hundred percent. I'm so up for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so there. Uh, maybe not best to invite Marilyn if Juniper's coming though. What? Why? We cut to a wide and see Marilyn, brunette and dressed in a stylish dress and, and a fur jacket. Barnaby looks at her and then goes back to the phone. Uh, yeah, mate, I'll uh, see you there now, but I've got to <laughs> bosh off right now, okay? Yeah, okay. He hangs up and turns to Marilyn. Uh, basically, like, uh, sorry, 
in advance for this, but I cheated on you with Juniper whilst we were in Monte Carlo. Oh, absolute fucking snake. We're so done. Do you know what? That's fine. I slept with Bunter. What? How dare you? That's awful. You're a fucking villain and I hate you. Uh, what you did is worse than what I did because uh, he and I are mates. He doesn't even have as much land as I do. End of opening titles. Uh, thoughts so far? <laughs> I'm just, I'm enjoying oh, I'm, I'm really enjoying, I'm really enjoying playing his characters. <laughs> He's like, honestly, he's the most enjoyable character I think we've played thus far. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, loving it. I agree. Uh, exterior lakeside day. We see a Range Rover pull up on a gravel drive next to a lake. As the camera sweeps round, we basically see a fucking castle on the shore of the lake at, at the end of the drive. The oh, you've actually beautiful. written fucking in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm angry about it. Uh... Uh, a fucking castle on the shore of the lake and at the end of the drive. The lake is beautiful, lined by blankets of fir trees on the shore and snow-capped mountains in the distance looking like iced gems. Remember those? Iced gems? The house <laughs> slash castle is made of old stone with towers and slate roofs. <laughs> what? I <laughs> love ice so gems. Good. I fucking love ice gems. They're so sick. Yeah, they're so good. What, what happened to those? I don't see them anymore. Because you used to chip I, off the top with your with your teeth. Yes, and you eat did. That, and eat the biscuit. that is exactly what you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, they they right became there. a hairstyle, and then they disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember those iced gems? The house slash castle is made of old stone with towers and slate roofs and smoke rising out of the many chimneys. The group hop out of the car and all laugh excitedly as they approach the castle. We see Jonty, Barnaby, Alicia, and Juniper. Barnaby wraps his arm around Juniper as they head to the door. We cut to a talking head of Barnaby. Yeah, there was a bit orcs, uh, a bit of a sticky situation here with Marilyn, totally orcs. But now she's out of the picture, I'm really excited to see if something could happen with Juniper. Her family owns multiple diamond mines, plus she's really fit, and uh, I'm really excited to have loud sex in my friend's house. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know that's... I know that's awful, me laughing at my own shit, but fuck, that's such a cursed line to have to, to, have to read and say. Um, we see the group at the door, about to enter, before we hear... Oh, hello, chaps! The group turn and look in shock as we see, on the lake, Bunter and Marilyn, both naked on a massive yacht. Uh, that's the dream. Part. That is, the, that is the dream. Sailing past the house, we follow them as they go slightly downstream and we see that they are approaching an even bigger castle with a dock for the ship. Uh, the group look totally shocked. We cut to a talking head of Jaunty. What a total wanker. An absolute scoundrel. Our grandpa gave us that dinghy to share and now he's sailing it himself without telling me? Unbelievable. I swear, I'm going to steal that ship back. From off camera... Uh, need some help with that. Oh, okay. Uh, that's fine, but you'll see what what's uh, what that character is in a second. Uh, Jonty looks around behind him, okay. and we see, stood on the driveway, interrupting the talking head, is George Clooney as his character from the Ocean's films. The oh. aspect ratio oh. of the sh the aspect ratio oh, oh my of the sh <laughs> Welsh George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> um. The aspect ratio of the shot changes and the mu uh, and becomes cleaner looking with a deep focus and the music becomes all slick and spy-like. He's dressed in a suit holding a glass of bourbon and smiles slyly as he casually saunters up to Jonty. 
How the fuck do you do a George Clooney accent? He's got such a lovely just, just voice. Do Ameri- deep, deep American. Just, cre- yeah, just creamy. American. Just deep American. Like, creamy as a cream egg. <laughs> I, I don't have a creamy fucking voice. Um, I'm, all nose, like I'm all nose, mate. I'm all nose. I can help you get your shit back, friend, for a small price. So no. good. No. So good. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm Honestly. One more time. One more time. <laughs> I I could help you get your shit back, friend, for a small price. How much? Half. Jotty scowls off camera, looking at the yacht. His fury returns as he looks back at George. Deal. What's the play? Okay, Chief. Here's what we do. We enter a stylized sequence as George explains the, pan- the plan to Jonty. Each time he describes something happening, we see the same action playing out on screen. Yes, I know this is the same gimmick as what I did in the previous <laughs> script, but give me a break, okay? I had to write this very quickly, and besides, heist films are only ever one thing. <laughs> oh no. Oh, there's so oh much. Oh my god. <laughs> so much. No, you got it. You got it. I, I believe in you. Now, your pal Bunter's main weakness is his pride and his lust to rub this in your face. So, you need to head over there, knock on the door, and grovel. Like, really fucking grovel. Beg for forgiveness. He'll eat that right up like rice on Tuesday. Whilst he's distracted, I'm gonna get my friend Pierre, the French origami champion of 2018, to make a replica of your little boat. Using the power of perspective, he's going to stick the paper boat on the front window of the house that overlooks the lake, right in front of the real one. But anyone looking will see the boat has still the same size. By the time you finish groveling and he realizes it's actually a paper boat, we'll be long gone. All clear? Interior, Bunter's Castle, evening. We see, oh, I guess it should be exterior. We see John T and Barnaby approaching the huge double doors of Bunter's Castle. It now looks like an exact replica of Hogwarts. They knock on the door and Bunter opens it. Beside him, we see what looks like the interior of a luxurious Swiss chalet. There are lots of people in their arm wrestling and doing handstands. Bunter looks smugly at the- <laughs> Fuck. Bunter looks smugly at the two at the door. What do you two bloody want? Look, man, I've, I've realised something. Uh, we're not mates. We're brothers. Families fight, but I'll always love you, bro. Uh, I'm so ruddy, sorry. Hey, bro. I really appreciate that. Hang on a fucking second! Look! Bunter (laughs) spins round and the three look into his house. The place is now totally empty. We see the massive front windows looking out onto the lake and all we see on it is a tiny yellow post-it note. The three of them run over to the window and we see a crudely drawn boat on it with a stick man on it, waving and with a smiley face. The three look horrified out the window and we see the yacht sailing away up the lake. George Clooney stands on the prow and turns and winks at the three. We see that Juniper, Marilyn and Alicia are all also there on the boat as well as Pierre and all of Bunter's party guests. As well as Jonty's castle which is being dragged behind the yacht by a chain as the yacht sails further and further away and into the sunset. Classic. That's such a George Clooney move. (laughs) Classic Cloons. I love that. I really enjoyed that. Thoughts? That's brilliant. I wrote, wrote, as you could probably tell, I wrote it very quickly, but I had a lot of fun writing that.
No, that's good. That dude. was more Linguini than Linguini, and I loved every second. <laughs> I yeah, it just it was like it, there were there were moments that were grounded in reality. It felt like you know uh, what's it called, Made in Chelsea, and all that. And then suddenly, yeah, yeah. suddenly it's just like yeah, you 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 know you you're dragging a castle by a chain on a yacht. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad. Like... I'm glad that like I'm glad that with with the, with the re. Oh my god, I can't fucking speak. With, 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 the, with the re-read, um, it's clear, like, it is more of a... It is still a heist thing, because, like, so, like, so much of that script is the recap of previous episodes and, like, establishing the characters. Mm. And then, like, I realised, like, what you, you, Ollie, were saying at the start, that, like, I don't really have, like, a team assembling thing in there. And so, like, yeah. it got to, like... It got to like the end of page three, beginning of page four, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I better make, I, I, I better make, I better make this a heist film pretty quick." And then, um, so I had to turn it around pretty quick. But I think it's still, I think it still sort of plays as a heist vibe. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I think you still, you still established the characters enough that they were able to pull off a heist, and it definitely felt like a heist, and it had the double cross classic. Yeah, yeah. you got oh, your traps in there. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I think that's key. I For think sure. watching high films, you do realize it is they are they are so cheesy. It's impossible to write oh, one yeah. that's good that yeah, isn't yeah. cheesy. Yeah, they're 100%. almost. I'd say they are almost like people say like rom coms are cheesy or whatever, but I genuinely think as like a percentage of the entire genre, like high films are the cheesiest films. Yeah, yeah. And, and the cheesiest of them all is it's ha- the new Italian job sums up everything <laughs> about modern American horror films. Fucking dreadful. Oh, I still but quite enjoy it. I still quite enjoy it. Uh, it, it, it. I have what I have rewatched it, but because um, I like the score and it's directed quite well, but it's just that sort of when they go over the edge of Ocean's Eleven, they get so mm. smug and like clever that it's unrealistic because every character is a superhuman who can. You know, yeah, they yeah. just walk in everywhere and they're like, you know, power scene go, we can trip yeah, the lights yeah, yeah. and do all this and drive off Mini Coopers. And he, come on, Michael Caine didn't do that. Yeah. No. Michael uh, Caine didn't but... need to do that. <laughs> hey, Josh. Hey, yeah. Hey, Josh, what are we doing next week? I, uh, I'll find out now. Next week, next episode. Mm. I can't remember which one you just said, but you just said week, one obviously. of them. Obviously, this is bi weekly, Josh, didn't this you? This know? is. This is yeah. It's a bi-weekly weekly podcast. We promise. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. bi-yearly. Um, our next episode will be a Christmas special, guys. Woo-hoo! Yeah, we Ooh. had positive response to our previous one, so we're doing it again because they love this. It. Isn't this isn't going to get old? But we're shaking it up Back by last, popular demand. Last mm. time, last time we all had to use Santa Claus, Father Christmas. He had mm. to be in our script. But we can't do that. We can't do the same one again, guys. So no. we're going to have to do a fixed Can we? place. <laughs> we're going to do a fixed place. place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what, what is more Christmassy or what's in more Christmas films than dear old Manhattan at Christmas? It appears in Home Alone. It's a Wonderful Life. Elf. All your classics take place in Manhattan at Christmas. Mm. So that will be our place. And our our person will be a reporter. Ooh. And our genre will be 
historical. What does that mean? Oh, well, I guess it means wow. drama. It could be yeah, a, peri- okay. a period piece almost. Oh, so uh, my, period. my mind immediately we went periods. to like historical documentary. Well, so it could be that no, either. Was, I guess interpret, yeah, you can interpret, interpret it differently. Interpret historical as you want. You've got wow. a reporter as your lead character, so oh, I love you know, that. I guess you could do. Oh, I'm actually really excited for that. Okay, sick. Yeah, that's Simon Sharma is Father Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Awesome. So that'll be our next one, guys. Um, Mm. Wrap it up there. I think it was a good episode this week. I think everyone got some tropes in. We all had, we all had enjoyment. We we definitely all had reality TV stars. I would like to personally see some of these characters if they were real people. I would, I would definitely want to see them on my TV. Mm. Um, And and please, you know, Listeners, if you have sweaty knees, please write <laughs> let in. Know. Please That's let us know. Sweaty, smelly knees. If I you can't just got be swe- the only one. Sweaty, if you've just got knees. sweaty knees, it doesn't matter. We don't. We don't care about just sweaty knees. It needs to be no, smelly. We want dead sweat. We, we want if dead tra- sort of rotting sweat. Yeah, a rot. Yeah. If if your trousers <laughs> smell foul, then let me know because yeah. I'm here. I call so it cap rot. Yeah, send, yeah. send them in. Send them in. We'll, send them in. We'll, We'll make a P.O. box and you yep. can mail us, us your trousers, trousers and we will smell we'll get them, rid of them and decide whether whether they deserve a poem <laughs> written about them. Fuck, what a weird service. Give us your Levi's. Um, right, on that note, yeah. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, mm. Don't... You know, if you do like the podcast, don't send us your trousers, but do tell your friends. Um, you will find us on Instagram... Uh, is where we post m- most of our social media presence. Yeah. Um, but to listen to us, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Anchor, and you can find us on Spotify. So yeah. any of the above, just pop along, pop a like, pop a follow. Yeah, just come along. Pop, pop any of those things and tell your come friends. Come on in, the water's fine. We want more people. We always want more people because the more people there are, the more this is not menial bullshit that we are spouting at each other. <laughs> yeah, he's um, right there. It'll always be that, Josh. This has to. This this has to be worth something. Us us doing. Us us doing thirteen episodes of this. Fucking hell. Yeah, as if we we've made it to episode thirteen. It took yeah, us. Getting there now. It took us about thirteen months, but we are here. Yeah. Um, for the, for the right. bi-weekly podcast thank you on that note right, it's on. a uh, it's, it's a goodbye please from me and it's a goodbye <laughs> thank you very much from me uh, and it's an au revoir civil uh, play from me very nice very very nice nice yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> We're done, are we?
Thanks to our sponsor, Smooth My Balls. Go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash 3mtpod or use 3mtpod at the checkout for 15% off. Person, Sean Bean. Place, a bathroom. Genre, an advert. Interior, a hallway in a house. Roger Moore is walking through and knocks on the door of the bathroom. What's taking so long, Sean? We need to make it to the ad shoot. I know, but they've asked my costume to be speedos, and I can't do that with the current state of my shire, if you catch my drift. Roger goes into his pocket to produce a Smooth My Balls Turf Chopper 3.0. Here, try this. I used one of these on the sets of one of my films. It was such a fine, accurate, and close shave that I was able to write 007 in my pubic glen. The door unlocks and opens enough for a hand to pop out and grab it. Oh, cheers, Rog. We hear some buzzing and the door opens again. We get a shot from behind Sean, looking up through his legs at a startled Roger. Oh my, Sean, your horn of Gondor is showing, and it looks marvellous. The screen fades to black. Thanks to our sponsor, Smooth My Balls. Go to smoothmyballs.com forward slash 3MTPod or use 3MTPod at the checkout for 15% off.